Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Here at Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Today on Health Suites, we seek to understand why many of us are so exhausted these days when we have been indoors for nearly two months. Could our bodies simply be tired from the unending stresses of a crisis? I speak with Dr. Morrison Lowe, clinical director and physical leader at Raffles Health Insurance, to find out more about crisis fatigue. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Money FM 89.3. This is Health Suites. I'm Clarissa Montero. Joining me on the phone today, Dr. Morrison Lowe. We've spoken before, clinical director and physical leader at Raffles Health Insurance. Doctor, welcome back to the show. Hi, good afternoon, Clarissa. Thank you for having me again. It is absolutely our pleasure. Do you remember how energetic we were all at the beginning of the circuit breaker? As a nation, I think we're starting to just get a little bit tired of how much time we're spending indoors, not doing some of the things that we love doing. And and we're all getting fat, Doctor, because we're all eating too much home-baked goods. All of us have suddenly become home bakers. <laughs> Indeed, indeed. I think, um, well, even though I feel it's a good habit to develop, having some skills and also some purpose in, in everyday activity, not a bad thing. But like you said, you know, at the start, there was a lot of energy. People are picking up exercises at home, following routines and all. But um, as time drags on, after all, humans are not machines. Mm-hmm. We do get tired, not just physically, but mentally too. Yeah. Now, we've, we're probably getting a little bit snappy and some of us are behaving um, a little less concerned about how short-tempered we might be at home with our loved ones. What is this drop in our moods? What is causing it? I think the current buzzword now, or many people are using, is um, crisis fatigue. It's the latest word now, or trend, um, in, in the social media now. Basically, what it means is that we are in a perpetual negativity environment whereby that constant worry of um, what's going to happen. The coronavirus is one. COVID virus keeps us on our toes. You know, at the start, everybody is following the latest update. How many new cases there are? What is the level of community spread and all? And the the ever-changing updates on this coronavirus as to whether it can spread through asymptomatic individual, when is the latest uh, vaccination update coming up? But there'll be a point in time where we all become tired of all these latest updates, all this news. And coupled with the fact that we are still living our life, our everyday lives, whereby people are being retrenched or the fear of losing their jobs, family with young kids having to deal with um, home-based learning, and um, some of the elderly who suddenly lost the ability to move around in their, their old routine daily activities whereby they can go down to the coffee shop and chat to their friends. So all these pent-up fear, anxiety, uncertainty leads to all this uh, release of emotion suddenly whereby where you just sit, uh, rage, irritation, inability to focus and it's very real very very real i'm thinking i mean it is yeah obviously it is very real and um for some of us it is quite overwhelming the the worry is real for every one of us i don't think any single one of us is immune to to the concerns to the worries to even if you aren't necessarily worried about being able to put food on the table you're worried about how your investments are going to be doing 
So for every one of us, the, the worries are real. What are the physical manifestations of this concern and this, this worry? How does our body deal with all this anxiety? Very good question. So some of the research and studies have shown that mental health conditions or worry can sometimes lead to physical symptoms. The common things that uh, you do come across is insomnia, difficulty falling asleep, or difficulty staying asleep. Headaches are very common. The other thing is people feel this um, uh, sense of panic attacks, whereby a sudden rush of, of hot flushes increasing in heart rate, and that constant feeling of a lump in the throat. All these are what we call symptomatic drives, uh, whereby the body's physiological uh, chemicals sends out signal leading to all these manifestation of physical symptoms. And when you come to that stage in time, means probably means that the maximum capacity of how much your body and your brain can withstand all this stress has, has, has been bust, which is why all these physical symptoms start to hit you. We're speaking with Dr. Morrison Lowe, Clinical Director and Physical Leader at Raffles Health Insurance. That sounds pretty serious from a physical point of view, from a, a medical point of view. This sounds like it could lead to um, many different things, including things like heart attacks and strokes and whatever, if we allow the crisis fatigue to take over, shall we say. Is there a group or age group or however it breaks down, age group, health status, jobs, maybe financial positions, who are more susceptible to um, having a bad manifestation of crisis fatigue? Most of us are suffering from some level of it. Yeah, um, fair enough. I, I suppose the age group that at least I would try to urge everybody to pay a bit more attention to are the very young ones or the very old ones. Because what happened is these two extreme age groups, they have that inability to clearly express how they feel. So the common thing is if you keep a child at home long periods of time without being able to uh, go out, out outdoors and, and release that, that, that pent-up energy. Sometimes the common thing that parents would notice is that there's a lot of pent-up anger. There'll be mood swings, irritability, and they can act out in many forms, like you know being defiant or uh, being uncooperative. It's only because children are not programmed, or at least they're too young to express how they feel deep inside. So that's one. And the same goes for the elderly. Because that sudden loss of their routine, the sudden loss of that uh, everyday schedule whereby they know at this morning time they can go down to the coffee shop, talk to their friends, or go to the community centre and play some chess with their mates. When you suddenly take all these away from them, and that inability for them to understand the magnitude of the situation currently with COVID, they, they suddenly, you know, they, they, are, they are lost. And all these emotions can, can generate into very unhealthy attribution and display of anger, irritability and all. So these are two major age groups whereby you want to pay a bit more attention. Now, having said that, there are also the medical aspects whereby people with existing medical conditions like anxiety disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, or even uh, depression. So patients who already have those clinical conditions, when you put them under all these high-stress, high-negativity situations, 
can very well worsen their their condition, leading them to you know low uh, low mood swings, uh, depressive thoughts, and 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 just this general sense of negativity. So I was, I suggest these are the few groups where we can probably pay a bit more attention and try to talk to them a bit more. You know, help them understand what's going on and also listen to them, understand what they are feeling. Outside of those who who would have a greater manifestation of crisis, fatigue, and need maybe more professional help, the average person like myself, who's just, you know, I wish I could stop having to report bad news to people every day. (laughs) We've identified what some of the symptoms are that we are suffering from crisis management. Perhaps you can share what are some of the things that we can do to alleviate some of this fatigue? I think... Many people have tried or explored different activities. For example, exercising was uh, one of the good way. Mm-hmm. You talked about picking up a skill in terms of baking and all. That's also one. This has been Health Suites. We were talking to Dr. Morrison Lowe, clinical director and physical leader at Raffles Health Insurance. You're on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.